0: Hello and welcome back to the Elite Football Show. My name is Hedo Rubani, and I'm your host as ever today. I've got my good friend after a long, long time, Kos. It's been so long. Kos is an Italian football writer. He writes about Manchester United. He's a very knowledgeable guy. He's got a fantastic insight and a fantastic um, eye for the game in terms of tactics, player analysis. So I'm absolutely delighted to have Coles, back on the show. Welcome back, mate. How are you doing, and how's life treating you since we last spoke? I mean,
1: it's been pretty good since I think we spoke about five months ago or something, and since then I think a lot's changed. top of the league and all that. I mean, twenty one's coming and stuff. I don't think it is, but yeah, it doesn't harm anyone to talk about it. but yeah, it's been it's been pretty good, learned a lot during this this period.
0: Absolutely. Look, it's been, it's been very up and down, hasn't it, in terms of uh, Manchester United? I know we uh, we generally sit on the same um, side in a lot of things. I think we probably yeah. disagreed a bit on the long-term sort of plan, maybe with Oli. Mm. But I'm very happy to be proven wrong mm. as it is. And, and that's what it's about, isn't it? It's about United doing well, not about yeah. agendas. It's not about, uh, you know, myself being right. Um, but mm. as in stand Stankos, you know, United aren't really getting the credit they deserve ollie's not really getting the credit they, they he deserves yeah. but all in all that's a positive thing isn't it because we're sort of flying under the radar you know tomorrow you win the game uh we're recording this by the way guys on saturday um it will be out on monday so hopefully by then uh united would have got the win but all things considered after that start lack of preseason, season everything put into context and the way that i think that ollie's managed um you know certain situations like pogba he's done really really well and united fans Really can't complain about too much, and the ones that are, it's a gender fueled, isn't it?
1: Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's it's about like their ego matters more than the success of the club, and and that's how they actually bait for likes and retweets and stuff. But yeah, I think we've just got more variety in the team now, and since Olay is more about uh, putting out a team that's in response to what the opposition is playing, we sort of need that sort of variety when we maybe change. Three players on the basis of the opposition. So I think we are heading into a phase where we'll probably have uh, a second or third squad, which is pretty much ready to play every game, but they can't play every game. And I mean, people will still complain about it because they're already complaining about Wanderbeek and they'll start complaining about Stelish as well in the future. But I think this will start to happen more and more because that's that's what all really wants in the team. Like, he'll have maybe uh, four or five more players who may not play every single game but they will when they'll play games they'll help us win games and they'll help us win cups and all that so i think that's what all really wants and i think people can have all their agenda that they want but um, you can't quite beat them at any point of your life can you
0: there's always gonna be someone who if you say the sky is blue they'll say no it's green there's always going to be someone that says that. That's what I always say. But, Carlos, before we talk about um, Diallo, because that's who we're going to talk about today, You know, we've seen a lot a lot of really great accounts. United Arena has done some fantastic insights. Yeah. Uh, and a few others. I know Abdul's uh, done some really good stuff as well. Uh, a really good profile on Diallo. Um, but we'll go into that in a second. But quickly on van der Beek. You mentioned van der Beek. He's obviously the player that a lot of fans are talking about. There's a massive yeah. misconception on what, what sort of player van der Beek is. And actually how good he mm. is and what his qualities are. I'm not saying he's a bad player. He's got fantastic IQ. Spatial awareness is brilliant. Very tidy on the ball. Very intelligent, you can tell. Yeah. But the reality is right now, he's not. He's a number 10 for me. He, I know he's played deeper in Eredivisie, but people forget that the Premier League is It's not played at one pace. And I'm not putting anything against Eredivisie and all these European leagues, but this is what a lot of players say when they come to the Premier League, that you have to change gears quickly. You know, it's not played at one pace. So, and another thing to take into account, Carlos, with van der Beek, when he played deeper as a six or an eight, he played for a side that one dominated possession pretty much in 95% of the games. Yeah. And they dominated territory the line they would play the high line so they would have had it's it's the equivalent i always say of manchester city right when they go and play west brom for example and they just the center backs are camped in in the opposition half yeah you know so you know that's how high diaz and stones would be so playing number six or number eight or in the double pivot for ajax is very different to manchester united so for me while he does great stuff on the ball off the ball his positional awareness right now is not at the required level he leaves too many spaces do you agree with that? Because I think a lot of people are not understanding why van der Beek isn't playing more and why he can't right now for me in the big games or even against prem- in the Premier League, unless you're playing a West Brom where they sit back, where he can't play in the double pivot yet.
1: Yeah, I think, as I just said, that what Ole is looking for is more variety in the team, and over a period of time, we'll see more players like Van der Beek not get enough minutes or as many minutes as his fans on Twitter want. So I think the issue with Van der Beek is that he's not Fred, he's not Paul Pogba, he's not Bruno Fernandez, he's not Scott McTominay, he's not Nemanja Matic. He just offers us something that none of those five or six players really offer, and that's why, I mean, when Ole plays in the big games, by big games I mean. The likes of city liverpool chelsea or maybe even again the arsenal we like to play a compact midfield so that only just allows the forward players to go out and just play by the forward players i mean the four or five players uh, such as bruno fernandez rashford martial and if fog was playing it does that as well so i think uh he usually wants that compact midfield in there and I, I don't think uh van der Beek offers that and when you look at a game such as the Burnley one that 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 United recently won. What Pogba was constantly doing that his which is actually his main trait is that he likes to carry the ball past past an opposition press, or he gets one touch, drops a shoulder, goes past two people, and he just is very progressive in his approach while carrying the ball. Basically, what Van Week is is he's more progressive, more of a, he's more of a progressive passer than a progressive dribbler, and. I mean, a lot of players in our team don't really offer that as of now, but he is not Fred. He doesn't go into tackles to win the ball back. He's more of an interceptor than a tackler. So he he's doesn't really yet uh, fit into the category of being a player who can replace Fred or someone who can replace... Paul Pogba and what Bruno Fernandez is pretty good at doing is taking risks on the ball and constantly creating chances, making runs off the ball, running into the half spaces and stuff. Vanderbeek isn't someone who does that either. I mean, although I think Van de Beek made some pretty good runs in the game against West Ham, which weren't really picked out and he was subbed off at half at, at halftime. So I think there are signs of the fact that he's adapting to what the other players offer as well. Because as I said, in the West Ham game, he was trying to do what Bruno usually does, make runs off the ball. Against I think Istanbul here. he was playing in the Fred role, and he I think made a couple of really good tackles when Istanbul were attacking. So I think he's slowly being molded into a player who can adjust to the system, as you said. I mean, he's he's not exactly being allowed to change his his playing style. His main attributes will still very much be there, but he'll just have to add something extra to his game, which maybe Fred offers, or maybe something that Pogba offers. So I think. It's going to take time, and it's completely normal. And I think a lot of the stuff that goes on on social media is maybe exaggerated by what his agent, who actually wasn't his agent, and yeah, people in people in the Dutch media, former players, or I think Ronald De Bor gave an interview about him. People like people like him talk about, but when they haven't really seen uh, maybe how United play or what Ollie demands in in a midfielder as things stand, because. We played two or three or maybe four different type of shapes right now, but Beek doesn't exactly offer us what maybe the first choice players already offer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think the problem is that a lot of people compare apples and oranges. So you're comparing Wanderbeek with Fred, two completely different players. Someone said to me, you can play Fred and Pogba in the double pivot, but... People need to understand its balance system. A lot of things look, Carlos, we can talk about this for for, for hours and hours. Um, and we will do this actually. I'll I will get we will get you back on. Um, we are going to talk about some of United's possible targets as well in defense and center back and defensive midfielder. So Carlos will hopefully be back next week and we will do that. But let's talk about Ama Diallo. He is a red. I know we're a little bit late on this, but uh better late than never now. You watch a lot of Serie a, I watch a little bit, but I'll be honest with you. I haven't seen as much of Diala. I've seen him in a short few clips. I've read, um, you know, a few uh, scouting reports on him. Very talented, isn't he, Carlos? Very, very talented. Yeah. He's uh, obviously very highly rated. Manchester United paid pretty big money for him. How ready is he to to come into the first team? I know he's been training with the first team. I think we might see him you know on the bench he's more ready than polistri for example uh, he looks physically um you know much more ready to play first team football um but yeah how how ready is he is he or should fans be a little bit wary because a lot of fans i think are getting very excited because he's very talented but i feel like there's a lot of pressure um for him to come in and solve the right wing problem which we haven't really solved since i dare i say probably nani Nani, Valencia, yeah. that sort of time. It's been that long. And you what you see the graphics with United's attack. Very one-sided down the left. Not much going on on the right. It's a big problem for Manchester United. And I think it does affect people like Wan-Bissaka as well going forward. Uh, so yeah, how ready is he right now? And do you think that fans need to relax a little bit with the, uh, with the expectations? I
1: think earlier today, this morning, I saw a picture of Ahmad Diallo standing on top of the ball and someone... Uh, I think it was some random Twitter account. Someone had a picture of Messi doing the same thing. They were basically comparing Diallo and Messi to each other when they're absolutely different players. But yeah, I mean,
0: I saw uh, this. <laughs> when,
1: I mean, there's comparisons with Ronaldo and a lot of other players that aren't even similar to him. And Diallo might not reach that sort of level at, at any point in his career, maybe. Hopefully he does, but we can't really say that yet. So I think. Um, um, Amar Diallo probably offers us more for the rank than Daniel James does or Mason Greenwood does because what he's really good at is picking out those half spaces uh, in the opposition's defense. Half spaces, by half spaces, I basically mean the gaps between the centre-backs and the full-backs. So when you look at uh, Mason Greenwood playing, who, by the way, isn't a winger at all for me, Um when he needs to be in that half space, he's usually towards the left of the fullback. And when he needs to be on the left of the full, on the left shoulder of the fullback, he's maybe in the half space, which clearly shows that he's got very little understanding of how to be a proper winger. And that's why I think I think that if it's the Wolves game where he really struggled to do much on the right on the on the right side, and as a result, Van Bisaka couldn't do much either. They I think they had just two crosses in the whole game, which is pretty poor considering that they were playing on that side. So I think what Diallo offers is this really good understanding of space between the centre-back and full-back, and United don't really have a player who does that yet. Uh, Marta is more of that uh, Ozil-like player who won't exactly place himself in those spaces. He'll probably place himself closer to the full-back and play a lofted ball in. Um, Daniel James, I think Daniel James has sort of improved in that aspect because in the Leicester City game where we drew 2-2, two, two, um, I think it was the first goal that Rashford scored. Um, James, I think, did pretty well to pick out the half space in that game and created that goal before Fernandez played that pass in. So I think James is sort of being developed in that in that grain. And I think Dial already has that in his game, by the way, because... If you look at his games for maybe the Atalantas under seventeens, under nineteens, he was constantly heading into that into that half space. He was constantly either he was either dribbling into those spaces or he's waits he waits in those areas and and he just stands there and allows the fullback to move ahead of him from from the overlapping areas. So I think Greenwood doesn't do that. Daniel James doesn't do that, and I think Dial already has that in him and. I think uh, for the under nineteens, he sort of attempted closer to ten dribbles a game, which is more than Adama Adama Triore did for Wolves last season. But it's different that he's got a success rate of fifty-five percent or something, if I remember it correctly, which is still pretty good, which is still pretty good for a eighteen or nineteen year old. And I think that's again a thing that Greenwood doesn't really do. As often as we would want, and Daniel James is more of that grafter who offers protection for Van Basten on that right side. Diallo won't do that, but it's something. It's one aspect where he still needs to improve. one. I think it's 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 a bit of a dilemma in the sense that Diallo hasn't played with Man United as much as Greenwood has or James has, but he already has this understanding of half spaces because he's an Atlanta player and at Atlanta under Pedro Gasparini, there's quite quite an emphasis on playing in those spaces because they usually play with a narrow front three. Uh, and so they think, play with the wing uh, backs as
0: well.
1: Yeah, so that that I think that's one reason why Diallo wasn't exactly a regular there because he was still developing that that approach um, in his game because if you look at the Atlanta in the 90s, they play more of a proper winger and just a one-striker. So I think Atlanta aren't exactly like Ajax said where they've got the same sort of system from the under nines to the senior team they play different shapes across all the levels of the of of this academy structure so i think that's why Atalanta weren't really playing him as much and i saw people complaining about why amardiallo is not playing for Atalanta when he isn't really suited to their system yet he's still developing but even though he's still developing i think he's still better than what we have at united which is a bit shocking, but that's how things are. United attack down the right. I think the percentages of attacking down the right in the Premier League are the lowest for United. I think it's about 20% or something. Not quite sure about the exact figures, but 20% is pretty poor, considering United want to chance for the title and stuff. So I think Diallo offers us something fresh, which hasn't been seen at the club for maybe as you said, since the Nani days or maybe even the, since the Ashley Young days because United have this habit of turning wingers into inside forwards since maybe 2009 or 2010 and stuff and they've never had this proper winger in the team which has costed us pretty quite quite a lot of points this season. I think against Arsenal, we lacked width in the team. In the loss to Basak Shaheer, we liked a proper winger. So I think Diallo will offer that width more than any other player that we currently
0: have yeah fantastic summary what i would um, would say as well like you, like you're saying those half spaces running the channels is something which uh, which our wingers don't do well enough i mean something yeah. that i picked up rashford when tellers came into the side and i think this is one of the main reasons why tellers struggled you can see when rashford you know when he has the shoulder injury he had it. He's had it this season. He's. Um, yeah. It looks like he's recovered a little bit, but he doesn't look right yet. Still, of course He still doesn't look himself. He didn't have a good game against uh, Burnley, but he still came up with the assist, and that's that's for me showing how much he's developed. But something Rashford does when he is when he's injured, he doesn't run the channels. He hugs the touchline, and that meant that teles couldn't overlap, and I think that. That affected Tellers' game, and now we've seen Luke Shaw coming. Something he's done very well. But since Pogba's coming on the left, and obviously Pogba likes to occupy, occupy, uh, you know, he likes to pick up the pockets. He likes to come in a bit more centrally. Shaw's bombing up and down. Now, when you see I, what I noticed when Wan Bissaka has been playing on that right hand side, I think he seems to be a little bit more. Comfortable when when Mata plays. Mata hasn't played much, but he seems when Mata comes in centrally, bissaka can go. You're right. When Greenwood doesn't run the channels, and instinctively, it's because he's he's not a winger. So yeah. I think that's a massive point. I mean, a really good point. And I, we all know Greenwood's going to be a centre forward. That's that's a given. He still needs to de- develop his hold up play. I still think he's about two years away from starting at number nine. He will be Manchester United's number nine, no doubt about it. But when you put it that way, and you look at the options. Diallo could see himself if he's, well, if Oli's going to risk it and if he's physically developed enough for the Premier League, he could find himself starting at right winger. Very, yeah. very possibly. I think he'll be so Rashford think- most likely um, with Pogba on the left, but it's a very big possibility, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think another thing for Diallo is that he can actually play as a striker as well, be it in a one-striker shape or in a two-striker two, two, two striker shape. So if, if Oli wants to keep playing a 4-4-2 diamond shape, which he does in the big games, it's not like Diallo can't play those games because we've seen that Daniel James isn't, uh, isn't exactly suited to that role. He's more of a natural winger, bar the half spaces thing. So I think uh, what Diallo offers is he he can just combine with the teammates much better than Greenwood does as well because I think it's not a criticism for Greenwood because he's not a winger. He's meant to be a striker when united often break on the counter attack greenwood is pretty poor at combining combining with the players that are around him is he just sees the goal that's it he he hardly
0: he just goes combine. straight goal, doesn't he never he hardly ever crosses it ever or
1: maybe if if van bisack is around him that's the only player he combines with if he's got rashford around him he won't play a pass into him he won't maybe play a through-ball turn, which creates a chance. So I think that's what Diallo does very well as well. As I said, he waits for players around him to make runs around him. And Daniel James doesn't do that. Greenwood doesn't do that. Diallo does that. So I think it won't exactly be a surprise if, if by, say, February or maybe March or something that Diallo does get some minutes in the in the first team because he's, let's say, more of a natural player for that side. And since he's played for Atalanta, a club that at this point uh, has a lot of players that really thrive on this freedom aspect of the game, where because they at Atalanta preached to play this ultra attacking, organized chaos sort of system under Gasparini. And the players that they have really sort of thrive on just playing, just attacking as much as they can. So I think since we often play a compact midfield like Liverpool can sometimes to protect their centre backs, I think Diallo can benefit a lot from it because he'll have the freedom to to maraud forward
0: yeah that's a that's a really good point i think something which is a positive for manchester united is that he's almost an unknown quantity isn't he i mean i I don't know enough about him that's why i've got you on here so like we saw with martial came in and no one knows anything about him i think defenders have no idea about his qualities you know is he ready no one knows so you know he could come in playing absolutely fearlessly and with confidence and could find himself on that right wing another positive as well kyle is that we're sitting here and uh we're talking about how united have 20 percent of their attacks down the right wing and we're top of the table so you imagine if that right hand side is is the combinations right the balance is right you've got the right right uh right winger there the right right back there i'm still not sold on wangisaka going forward i think defensively he's had problems at the back post uh, inside you know in the channel inside him as well he's Fantastic when he has to uh, when he has to use touchline and one on one tackles, but there's more to the game as a fullback these days than just being able to tackle. So yeah. I think that's another thing. But I think you will see you got to give Wan Bissaka a chance to have um, you know the right sort of right winger playing in front of him. But let's talk about uh, Diallo's strengths and weaknesses. So you did mention one of his weaknesses is tracking back. I think that's really important. He's still young though, but that's something Oli demands, and that's why when Martial plays on the left, you know there is. The, the worry that when he plays on that left, he doesn't track back. Um, so that's one of the possible weaknesses. But yeah, talk about the sh- the strengths. You know, is is he good at shooting? Is he is he, a, he? I've seen him. He looks like a very good dribbler. He's got he's got intelligence as well. He, he p- looks to play the one twos and link up play. Um, so yeah, talk to talk to listeners about the attributes that he's that are positives, some of the negatives, and um, where does he rank with? the other sort of young players in the world, you know, and that's a really difficult question to ask, but yeah. he's obviously very highly rated.
1: But I think another thing which he did quite a lot at Atalanta for the for the under-19s and maybe for the under-17s as well is switching flanks. Like I just said that what Greenwood doesn't really do is um, play those, maybe those cross field balls from one flank to the other, where the left winger is sort of taking up uh, a back post position just for... Uh, connecting with the header and scoring at the far post, which Rashford can often try to do. There were a couple of instances in the Wolves game where Greenwood was pretty poor at doing that. So I think Diallo is very good at coming up with those diagonal switches from that right side, which Juan Mata can often do. So I think he, one of his strengths is that and he'll look to do that quite often and that's going to benefit United quite a lot in the long term. And one weakness which I would say, which I've observed, is that he's not exactly a high volume shooter yet he might just take close to maybe two shots a game whereas someone like rashford or martial as soon as they get a side of goal they'll probably shoot it and they'll end up with figures like maybe 3.9 shots per 90 minutes or something i'm not talking about exact exact stats but that's just a presumption i think they shoot about three times per 90 minutes or per game I think Diallo would uh should be encouraged to take shots on goal more often, even though he's very direct with with his dribbling and maybe with his passing as well. Because I think he had about four progressive passes for 90 minutes, which is pretty good for a winger. Uh shows that he's pretty direct and very vertical in his passing that a lot of others that United have can't be. So I think he needs to shoot more often because what United do. quite a lot, especially in the big games, is they take a lot of risks on the ball when they uh, break from transitions, in the sense that we know that Bruno Fernandes is a high-risk passer, and Fogba can be a high-risk shooter as well. So I think there can be times when this uh, puts the United defence under a lot of pressure, because... We know Maguire isn't quite the fittest, uh, quickest, sorry, not the fittest, he's probably the fittest in the
0: team. One of the fittest, but yeah, definitely not one of the quickest, for sure.
1: (laughs) So, I mean, whenever Fernandes loses the ball and when Pogba tries to do something outrageous, comes up with a poor touch that helps the opposition regain possession, that puts United under a lot of pressure. So, I think it's actually a statistical research that someone did that I read about that the benefit of taking long shots on goal isn't the fact that you'll score from them. It's the very fact that you won't allow the opposition uh, to latch quick counterattacks, to pounce onto quick position turnovers. Or maybe, secondly, you can maybe win a corner from it. And I think about one-fourth of goals in football uh, come from corners i mean it's may not may or may not be true for united considering how united don't yeah. score as often from that's a, lot,
0: but Is it a quarter of goals in. Four? yeah that's a lot of goals
1: yeah so i think if you take more shots on goal you're a lot more likely to end up with corners and if you are more likely to end up with corners you're more likely to score let's say four or five more goals in the season so i think Not just Diallo. I think a lot more United players should be encouraged to shoot a lot more because the way we play, it's it can be high risk in possession, and that can expose the defense. So I think Diallo should be encouraged to shoot more. Out of all the other players that United have, be it Fernandez, Paul Pogba, Rashford, Martial, or Greenwood, I think it's one thing that he would need to learn a lot because what I've seen from him is that he's pretty nifty in the sense that, as I said, he can maybe dribble 10 times and come up with five point something dribbles for 90 minutes but he won't be direct with the shooting like rashford can be so i think that's one thing which you can improve on. and i think secondly when it comes to strengths, is that he's pretty physical in his approach as well uh and that can be pretty much determined from the fact that he's played as a sole striker for the atalanta under 17s and he's played, how, how I think, tall
0: is he Do you know
1: i think he's five seven or something he's not okay,
0: quite so he's, tall yeah he's, he's and is he quick yeah he, is I mean, he looks like nice he's got good acceleration i
1: yeah. haven't
0: seen his top speed but um when and i've he's seen got
1: pretty good turn of pace as well yeah which which again shows that he's much more developed than in in the, in some other sense than rashford and oh sorry greenwood and daniel james so i think he understands those paces very well like he knows where other players are and he's he's got a bit of physicality with him and he understand where the spaces are. So I think that gives him the straight of being a very good second strike in a four, four, two diamond shape, because the way United play, as you said, is to run into channels as quickly as you can. I think that's the sort of tactic, which we will use against Liverpool considering how they play and the way we tried to beat them last season, almost got a draw from it. Um, not almost, I think we got a draw from it, but running into channels at Old Trafford. And I think that's one of Liverpool's biggest um, weaknesses. And I yeah. think the understanding of space is one thing which is very important in football these days. You look at Marco Rosa at Gladbach, the way he preaches football. Is, Amazing, it's very, very important to uh, know about these spaces in the opposition defence. It's not just about... Taking on defenders or about shooting on goal. It's about understanding this this art of finding these spaces. And I think in Diallo and even Donny van der Beek, United sort of have that. And that's very good for having a lot more variety in the team than Solskjaer had last season.
0: Yeah, fantastic points. In terms of it's sort of a bit of a two parter, but um, it's very clear that is looking to move to more of a possession based style of play and that's yeah. why when you look at our record against the smaller teams we've only lost to palace remember last season we lost to palace newcastle uh, several other teams that we lost mm-hmm. to um but in terms burnley. of yeah burnley exactly we're winning these games palace was first game of the season you no know, pre-season there's a lot of elements and reasons why we lost that game yeah. but you look at the bigger games and we've definitely we've when we've, def- well, we've not won one out of five, so zero, zero wins out of five, I think it's three draws, two losses, or two draws, three losses, uh, which is not a great record, but it's quite clear that we're no longer looking to sit back and play on the counter as much. You know, Before it was put up shop and then yeah. transition as quickly as possible. United have got more bet- better ball players now. Obviously, we see that with Pogba, Bruno Fernandes. We're a better side. Can- is Diallo capable of... Playing a possession-based style, or is he comfortable in possession? Because one of the biggest issues I think with this United side is there's key areas in the team where they're not good enough in possession. So I think in the yeah. I think in defensive midfielder we're not good enough in possession, centre back we're not good enough in possession. I'd say right back is another one. I'd say right winger, depending on who's playing there. Yeah. So is that something that Diallo is? It, it, maybe it's too early to say. But is that something he is good at in terms of in, in possession? I mean, we I can imagine he's very good in the transition. Um, you know I think that's where we really excel we have a lot of transition-based chances I don't think we create enough possession-based chances which is a little bit of a problem I think at times but also in terms of um, in terms of one of his qualities does he like to take ball to feet or is he happy to make runs because you know off the ball runs one of the biggest issues with this United side I think is too many players want to take ball to feet Rashford likes to to dribble yeah. marcia likes to dribble pogba obviously bruno's starting to make some good runs yeah. but again ball to feet um you could say mason's the same uh matters yeah. the same you know there's not many players that will make running runs that. in behind. that's why dan james's quality in doing that is actually very underrated and fans seem to forget that yeah. i'm not saying dan james is the best footballer he's got flaws to his game end product being one but he does that job really well we saw that against leeds so yeah in those two points is he comfortable in possession and Is he someone that likes to take ball to feet or is he happy to also make those runs in behind?
1: I think he's more of a ball to feed player as well, but he can he's someone who will allow others to not be as much of a ball ball to feed player as maybe he is. Because we look at Van Bissaka, Van Bissaka is more of that player who is being told to exploit the half spaces when United don't have a proper right winger yet. So I think. Uh, he's someone who's slowly learning that that part of making overlaps or maybe underlaps as well. So Diallo is someone who can certainly help that. He's more, as I said, he's more of that. He wants the ball at his feet. So I think United will improve, try to improve in that regard, and because of him, a lot of players around him will improve as well. Because as I said he knows how to hold on to the ball and make sure that people around him are making runs off the ball. So I think. As, because you see what Bruno Fernandes does is as soon as Bruno Fernandes gets on the ball a lot of players around him just start to move around automatically when Pogba's on the ball they don't do that quite often I don't know what's what's the thing about him it's just pretty different uh, to when someone else gets the ball as soon as Fernandes gets the ball a lot of the front three especially they start to turn into the Messi's and Ronaldo's of this world for some reason I think Diallo is someone who United can rely on for the same thing I'm not saying he'll he'll be a Bruno Fernandes or something. He's someone who, as soon as he turns up on that right flank, closer to the fullback, the players around him, let's say, as I said, the player on the left flank, if if that's Rashford or maybe centrally, if that's Cavani or if that's Martial, I think those players will be set into action automatically. They'll be told to make runs, uh, direct runs, run into the channels as soon as Ahmad has the ball and then maybe Luke Shaw or Alex Telles from from the back pose or Pogba from the central area. So I think these these qualities are very important when you're playing against a team that uh that sort of parts the bus or is much more structured in their approach in the sense like they are very, very, very packed uh when uh, when the opposition has the ball. And you just need to pick out spaces between the center backs or between the uh, centre-back and the fullback, and if you've got this player who is almost a magnet of for the ball and it allows others to move along the opposition defensive line I think Diallo can certainly be that sort of player and he's done that a lot at Atlanta because you can often compare uh, Diallo to Dejan Kuluszewski uh, when he was at maybe Parma and before that uh, sorry, after that at Juventus. He's someone who as soon as he appears on the right side, uh, a lot of players centrally just start to move towards goal so that Kuushvsky can maybe play a ball in or uh, create a chance from there. So I think Diallo can do that quite often, something that Rashford is still learning. I think he's Rashford's been learning this trait since the Van Hal days when he sort of tries to play a let's say a not exactly a lofted ball, but it's sort of a pinging ball for the towards the back post where. Uh, he assisted goals for Fellaini twice or thrice. I think Rashford's been trying that, but he's not quite good at it. So I think Diallo can do that as well, and th- think he's not perfect, but he can he's someone who can help the team improve in a more off the ball sense.
0: Yeah, that's um very, very interesting. And one of the biggest things I think is you know, like we like you said, a lot of time those half spaces running the channel united United Wingers don't do that well enough at the moment. And uh, once we start having that on the right side as we do on the left, you'll see a complete, I mean, just think about the the amount of much more time and space Bruno will get on the ball when he's playing at number 10, how much, how much more um, time, even the centre-backs will have on the ball, you know, they can step up a bit further forward because you're pinning the, the, the opposition back. And I just think that it's such an underrated signing for United to get someone of this well he's still early days but someone who can potentially do this role and that, that's the positive i think i mean Carlos. the last question i'm going to ask you is um we signed diallo we got palestri as well he's not ready yet but again very good talent um a lot of pressure on diallo that's the thing that i'm kind of trying to just relax a little bit because i really think that too many are thinking he's going to come in and do what Martial did and i, I don't think he's there yet he could completely surprise everyone but as it is with young players, they have some great form and then they have a dip. And the problem is that with the fan base, uh, and generally, I think with the modern football fan, is when he has a dip in form, apparently he's a really he's not very good, he's overrated, it's sort of rubbish. I think oli has got a big job to make sure that he's kept out the limelight, um, you know, to ensure that there's not too much pressure on him. But there's still lots of talks about Jaden Sancho. I still think May Knights need to go out and get someone like Jaden Sancho. That's my personal opinion. I still think. He's an absolutely fantastic talent. I mean, again, you saw the reactionary. We had a little exchange on Twitter, didn't we? Because people were saying how Jaden Sancho is suddenly not uh, suddenly not a very good player. He's a fantastic yeah. player. Um, should United still be going out and getting someone like Jaden Sancho if the price is right and they can still uh, look at other areas of the team? Or do you think that they should be putting faith in Diallo, possibly Because I don't think either already at still for a, a year or two. And then... The other play on the left, you can rotate the squad. Rashford doesn't have to play week in week out. You can play up front. Um, so yeah, would you be? Would you want the United to still go out and look at Jaden Sancho in the summer?
1: I would want that personally because I think I I'm still not completely convinced by the fact that Rashford is an out and out winger. There's still personally for me, there's still a lot of confusion about. Uh, Whether he's a winger, if he's a second striker, whether he's a proper striker, I'm still not convinced by it. And when it comes to Martial, I think strange things continue to happen with him just every second season. So I think uh, and Greenwood, I think he'll probably, as you said, I think in about two or three years' time, he'll be United's uh, first choice striker. At least he'll play more striker. So I think that leaves us with about if you're including Pellegrini as well. So I think uh, United will have about four. Uh, winger options and two out of those four you're still not quite sure if they are wingers or not even if they continue to maybe do pretty well in some games and then maybe just fade off when it comes to playing in those channels as as we just talked about so i think sancho is someone who's already very very mature in 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 a, in a lot of aspects of the game and that and those aspects are something that martial and rashford aren't really good at or maybe Ahmad isn't as well because he's 18. So I think you need this sort of player who is an established player on that side for that specific position. I think as good as Diallo is, I think he's still he'll still maybe not be not play about 30, 35 games next season. And I'm not sure about Pelestri because basically his his numbers I thought weren't exactly great batting back in Uruguay and I know he's doing pretty well for the under twenty threes, and he's been involved in the first team quite a bit. Let's say, but I'm still not sure about him. Even though he's a proper right sided winger, no, so I, I think don't think he. I think
0: he's. Uh, I think he's more of a number ten. If I'm being honest with you, or he's going to play more centrally. I don't think he's. Uh, I don't think he's got the pace to play on the wing either.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's weird since I thought his numbers that. Uh, in Uruguay, weren't exactly great for a wing. Game. I looked at his expected assists and expected goals metric as well. They weren't, I mean, amazing and or as good as uh, a lot of our fans hyped him up to be. So I think you're pretty right in saying that uh, he maybe isn't a long-term option for that. Maybe he's meant for another position, or maybe let's say a wing back, because what I've seen from him briefly is that he a lot of his runs come from a lot deeper positions than. Uh, let's say, Diallo's runs for Atalanta or Rashford run, Rashford's runs. So I think uh, I'm still not quite sure about Pellestri, so I think uh, you just need this um, player who can elevate uh, that wing play that United have, be it on the left or on the right, because you've seen uh, games, especially earlier in the season, where I don't think United were excellent in in playing out in the wide areas. Look at the Arsenal game, or the Basaksehir game or Crystal Palace game we were pretty pretty bad in in transitions from wide or maybe crossing from wide but Sancho is someone who understands the concept of playing in those wide positions and i think people can say that uh the development of the other players will get hindered and maybe Diallo will not be as good a player with Sancho so i think um, I, I don't hate martial or anything but uh, if United get a chance to sign, say, someone like Erling Haaland. Yeah, I'll be bye the bye. first one.
0: Bye bye, Martial. Yeah, I'll be
1: the first one to swap both of them. Send Martial to Dortmund and get Haaland. And if that, something like that happens, or Martial gets moved on for maybe a profit of maybe twenty million or thirty million, at any point in the next two years, I think our options for the wide positions will be reduced even more. And I still don't think Martial is the sort of striker that all is looking for. It's more of a Cavani type, more of a Halon type striker. So I think I'm still not convinced by Martial being an Ole player. So I think there is still pretty much a lot of room for someone like Sancho to come in and get us maybe to a much more concrete title challenge.
0: That's a great point on Martial. And this is not to say he's not a talented player. He's very talented. Yeah. The biggest problem I have with Martial playing in that number nine position is you see Oli wanted wants the number nine to play on the last man wants him to get in the box, yep. Martial drifts into the left channel. It's his natural exactly. instinct to do that. And the second thing about Martial, again, very talented. And I was one one of those calling for him to go out on the left. And he has, he does go out on the left when Cavani plays centrally and they're both playing. Another big problem with him on the left is, like I said earlier, he doesn't track back enough. And in a 4 yep. you've got to track back. So, I mean, the, the other thing, <laughs> another thing to add to it is that when he scores, he scores a lot of goals. But he's streaky. Yep. And if you want to be number nine for Manchester United, you need to be... More of a consistent score. I think Rash was streaky as well, although he's he's having a good yep, season so far. Hopefully he can keep it up. Too many streaky players. You need a number nine that's gonna score just score goals. Every type, dirty goals. And that's why I like the goal he scored against Villa, I think the header. Marcel put his head in one yeah. cross, put his head in where where he could get hurt, and it was a, it was a proper number nine goal. And that's what you need to see more, Marcel. No doubting his talent. He's fantastically talented, and he does work hard. Anyone that says he doesn't, he's being a bit harsh. He could work harder, of course but yeah, he, uh, yeah but he still does work hard but i do have doubts it's not about his ability it's about his the, if he fits into the system and I, I do think that if the chance for Haaland comes up i don't think it will but if it does Haaland would be straight in and, and ollie won't think twice about it so i yeah. do agree have you got anything to add cost before we uh wrap up any last words
1: no i think as you just said that united have a lot of inconsistent players in there as you say you just said streaky that's pretty much a synonym for inconsistent so i think there's a lot of games where you'll see them perform in patches like martial is known to be a player who maybe performs for one season and then disappears for the second season and then for the third season he returns to be a world beat and then all of a sudden disappears in the fourth stuff like that i mean rash a bit more a bit more consistent so i think You've got Bruno there who's probably the most consistent player in the league and you've got Rashford turning into a more consistent player. Cavani will be consistent once he gets a run of games. So I think you need another player in there who isn't essentially world-class because world-class these days is a very, very let's say a lofty term. Yeah, loose term as well. Everyone's
0: apparently world-class, you know. Yeah,
1: I mean, you've got players like Ronaldo and Messi there setting unreal standards. So I think you can't quite put Sancho in the world-class bracket yet because we've got Messi and Ronaldo there, basically. I think you need those consistent performers there, at least in the front line, because the way United play is uh, sometimes very reliant on goals. I think, yeah, I think United need Sancho even though they have a bit more depth than last season.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree with that thank you very much for joining me today. Where can the listeners find uh, some of your great work?
1: Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Koss underscore Pound 17 And right for a lot of places. You'll find it right there.
0: Give him a follow, guys. He always does fantastic uh, you know, insights during the game. Thank you very much for joining me today, Koss. We'll get you on next week sometime, hopefully, if not the week after. And we'll talk about some of United's potential defensive midfield options. Uh, ones that have been linked and also ones who actually would do the who would fit the system that's very important you can't just pick up a great player of course can you and just put him into the system it's got to fit the fit the uh the role and the the dynamic and uh we'll talk about center backs as well but guys thank you very yeah. much for listening today make sure you check us out on spotify give us a follow and a five star hopefully if you enjoyed this today because that really does help this podcast get out to more people have a lovely day big game tomorrow hope for united win and when we talk about some of the centre-backs and defensive midfielders. Next week, we'll be talking about it with United six points clear at the top of the league. Thank you very much for listening and we will see you next time.